future. There are no people. There are no people in the future. No people at all. There are no people in the future. Where did all my people go? There are no people in the future. Let me try my people call. everybody everybody welcome welcome it is monday october 3rd it's freaking november we are just about a month out from the midterm elections holy crap well welcome to raging chickens out to coop live what a better place to be this is kevin mahoney creator and founder of raging chicken on out to coop live of course we talk to progressives activists and troublemakers of all sorts right from our own backyards and across the country You can also join us at the end of the week for our Friday Politics Roundup, where we break down the good, the bad, and the ugly in state and national politics. And you can also check out our once or twice monthly The Wednesday Show with Cyril Michaleko. Cyril, of course, is the editor-in-chief of the Bucks County Beacon, and he joins me every now and then to drill down into Bucks County, Pennsylvania, and international politics. You can get all our shows by subscribing to our podcast on Podbean's iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can support this show by becoming a patron for as little as five bucks a month. Five bucks a month. It's like a good beer. It's a cup of coffee. I mean, come on. Five bucks a month. Head on over to patreon.com slash rcpress. And you can also help out the show by heading over to our YouTube channel if you're not there already. Smash that subscribe button, like the stream for this show, and hit that notification bell so you know every time that we go live. You can also sign up for our Discord server. Info on that is in tonight's show notes. For more PA Progressive Talk, you can tune in to the Rick Smith Show's live stream at 9 p.m. Eastern. He's actually uh, doing the uh, Working Class Heroes Tour right now. Uh, yep, they are packed into an RV. They are driving around the country, talking to working families, fighting back in their communities. They're starting it right here in Pennsylvania. Yep, that was Rick's uh, siren right there, kind of uh, going by in the background, if you just heard it. <laughs> so, uh, yes, uh, you can check out all his stuff on uh, his streams on YouTube channel, on his YouTube channel, Twitter, and Facebook. Just head on over to ricksmithshow.com for the latest across all his platforms. And you got to check out the Sisters of the Night Caucus podcast. Yes, the amazing PA women stirring the political cauldron behind this podcast. Rock the house. And they know where the bodies are buried. Yes, uh, you want to make sure to follow them on Twitter at, at the Night Caucus. That's at the Night Caucus on Twitter. And subscribe to their podcast on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let me just check something real fast right there. Let's make sure that wasn't something I needed to pay attention to. Nope, doesn't look like it. That's very good. I uh, just had to make sure. All right, and attention all you gamers out there. The Game Inn is a Quakertown-based black family-owned gaming store. They're friends of the show, and they've got everything from retro N64s, the latest consoles, video games for all platforms, collectibles, action figures, Funko Pops, walls of Funko Pops. And look, back to school means kids get discounts when they get A's in their report card. Yep, check them out on their Facebook page and follow them on Twitter at, at The Game Inn. That's with two N's. That's at The Game Inn on Twitter. Got a question about a game, looking for something hard to get, shoot them a message or drop them an email at thegameinpa at gmail.com. Special shout out, as always, goes to Jonathan Mann, who wrote our intro song, There Are No People in the Future. Check out all his great stuff on his YouTube page and follow him on Twitter at, at Song of Day Man. Again, two N's. That's at Song of Day Man on Twitter. 
And yes, here in Bucks County and across the state, yes, we got to make sure that Paul Martino and his oligarch friends don't buy our schools and push extremist politics in our community. Raging Chicken has teamed up with Levelfield to launch a truly community-rooted PAC, investing in organizing, supporting local and statewide progressive candidates, and unmasking the toxic organizations injecting our communities with right-wing extremism. We're putting small dollar donations to work to beat back the power of big money. You can get more info and drop your donation at ragingchicken.levelfield.net. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Well, tonight, everybody, we got another treat for you. Um, in the spirit of leaving no billionaire left behind, on this week's show, we welcome Allie Shaw to the show. Allie is a research analyst working on the State Power Mapping Program at the grassroots watchdog group Little Sis. You know, the opposite of Big Brother. Get it? Get it? We'll be talking about her new report, Jeffrey Yass, the billionaire behind Pennsylvania's right-wing machine. Yes, we just keep digging around in the muck around here. No billionaire left behind, as we said. Now, based in Pittsburgh, Allie has led campaigns to prevent the privatization of Pittsburgh's water system, to make drinking water safer and more affordable, and organize grocery store workers to win higher wages and safer, safer working conditions during the COVID-19 pandemic. She received her BA in political science from the University of Pittsburgh and her master's in public administration from Carnegie Mellon. Um, you can follow Allie on at Allie, it's A-L-Y-M-S-77. That's A-L-Y-M-S-77 on Twitter. And you can check out Little Sis's work, uh, which is one of the best Twitter handles I got have come across a long time, Twiddle Sis. Not just Little Sis, but Twiddle Sis on Twitter. Info all that is in tonight's show notes. Uh, welcome to the show, Allie. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm excited to talk about Jeffrey Yass. Yeah, well, I'm glad. You know, I'm glad there's people that are excited to talk about him because Jeffrey Yass seems to be the kind of guy who would much prefer to be kind of sitting in the shadows, kind of letting his uh, bank accounts do the work for him, if you know what I mean. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's why I'm excited because I don't think people talk about him quite enough. Yes, indeed. Well, before we jump into this, and I, I agree with you 100%, before we jump into this, maybe we can just talk um, a little bit about, you know, uh, you know, I mean, I it's kind of like a niche thing, right? Kind of uh, basically digging into dark money, <laughs> following the money and kind of exposing the way these funding mechanisms work. Um, so before we kind of jump into the article per se, can you talk a little about maybe about how you kind of got into this work and what kind of led you here? And then maybe a little bit about um, the work that Little Sis does as an organization. Yeah, definitely. So I started out at um, a group called Pittsburgh United. It's a coalition based in Pittsburgh. I was the environmental justice organizer and worked with a coalition of unions, environmental groups, uh, faith-based groups, and just community-led organizations uh, that were fighting for things in our city to make it more livable for everyone, affordable housing, safer water, because at the time we had a, a lead crisis in Pittsburgh. Um, and good jobs, living wage jobs for everyone in the city. Um, I was there for about five years. I, while I was there, led a campaign to prevent our water system from being privatized again um, by a couple different companies that were vying to, to privatize it as it was going through its crisis of the uh, lead issue and our water, water bills were being uh, screwed up by the last time we were privatized. Um, after that, I, I spent a couple years at uh, the United Food and Commercial Workers Union, Local 1776, as a, a union rep there, um, organizing grocery store workers, liquor store workers, um, and uh, workers in the medical marijuana field. Um, so lots of oh, cool. exciting, exciting things our workers were doing. Um, 
And now, yeah, I work for a group called Little Sis, uh, as you mentioned, we're the opposite of Big Brother. So it's kind of like instead of uh, the people at the top looking down at us, we're looking up and keeping keeping an eye on the powerful. Um, so, you know, we do power research for campaigns and with organizers around the country uh, and support campaigns that are doing the things I just, you know, talked about, making sure people have a living wage, uh, making sure we actually address climate change uh, at the state and local level and also federally. Um, we provide a, a wiki-like database that researchers and organizers can use. Um, it's littlesys.org. Uh, you can, you know, store power research on wealthy, wealthy individuals, on corporations, um, and use our Olographer tool. It's a mapping tool, so you can create your own power maps. Basically, we we answer questions related to power research, like who actually has power to make decisions about our lives, who has power over our government, whether that's at the federal level, state level, city level. That's usually as we find through our research, just a handful of people and corporations that are working together and using their power and money and relationships to make the changes that they want to see in the world. Usually that's uh, in direct uh, opposition to what is actually good for people and working families. Yeah, it's good for um, everyone else. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and, you know, doing that kind of power research allows campaigns, and I found this in my own work doing organizing, the more you know, the more opportunities you have to find leverage. You never know, you know, a relationship that might be useful to you as an organizer. You know, maybe uh, a CEO is also on the board of your university, and you can use that um, to put pressure on your university to target that corporation indirectly. Uh, you never know what kind of relationships you'll find out there, especially in, in state politics and local politics. Everything is, is connected just because it's a small, small city like in Pittsburgh or, you know, small state even. Um, you'll be surprised at the connections you find and you actually realize it's, like I said, a handful of people that are actually making the decisions for um, millions of people that live in the state. Well, and that's the thing that's pretty remarkable, right, is that, um, you know, all the work that you mentioned before, like working on a water privatization camp or against a water privatization campaign, working um, for a UFCW kind of uh, organizing, helping workers organize, and then now working to do this power research is that. I think most people, when they see these things, you know, happening in their communities, they're experiencing it as this kind of singular thing, right? There's this, oh my God, there's this company that's coming in here. When realize, you know, the work that you're doing, um, and again, this is, you know, this is uh, incredibly valuable work because it's time consuming, right? It takes a lot of time. It's not the kind of skills that we're all kind of born with. We certainly don't learn them in school about how to track this stuff down. But as your, as you know, your research shows is that once you kind of dig into this, you find out that, oh, wait a minute, that kind of, you know, organizing campaign is connected to this water privatization campaign, which is connected to these crazies that are just infiltrating my school board, right? I mean, is, and then that's the kind of thing that you're talking about, right? Oh, exactly. And they're all, I mean, the, the blog post that I just read about Jeffrey Yass is really about how these right-wing think tanks, PACs, right-wing groups all do work together. They're kind of working on different issues, but they do coordinate and make sure that they get the politicians that they want elected and then make sure that they are getting their agendas passed. They do that through coordinating, you know, who's spending money on what, which elections, um, 
and then coordinating and their and their lobbying as well. And Jeffrey S. you know, sits at the center of that, like a lot of, you know, very wealthy uh, people and CEOs do. Well, that's what I mean. I remember when we first started learning about the Koch brothers um, kind of network back in kind of 2010, following the Tea, the tea Party victories, you know, the, those midterm election victories and learning about for the first time, at least it was the first time for me, um, learning about the way that these dark money groups and these kind of right wing billionaires were, were kind of investing in long term organization and institution building kind of across the country. Um, and so, you know, and, and you mentioned this is kind of the lead up into your uh, um, in your report is that you say, look, we're starting to learn the names of people like the Koch brothers and so on. Um, but then you go on to say, like, here it is. I'm just going to quote from this. Pennsylvania has a thriving network of right wing organizations with power and sway over the state government. In recent years, a lesser known billionaire has started to stand out for his outsized influence over the Pennsylvania right wing movement. Our friend Jeffrey, yes, <laughs> right, um, and shining the spotlight on someone that has this kind of influence with in-state politics, yet is a relatively unknown person. Although, those, you know, that's beginning to crack now, um, which is is pretty is pretty. I think one important and two, I, I'm again left with my jaw dropped right at the level of um, kind of network and kind of like overlapping organizations that are involved here that are getting really funded from one stream. So can you maybe kind of take us into this report a little bit, some of the highlights, and then I'd like to kind of, you know, uh, after we kind of look at some of the money stuff, maybe look into some of the political work that they've been doing. I mean, you mentioned uh, anti-union stuff. You mentioned resistance to climate um, climate regulation and, and uh, the fight against climate change in addition to public school stuff. But before we get into that stuff, maybe you just give us a sense of what's going on in this report and walk us through a little bit about what you find and what you found in your research. Yeah. So you mentioned I work in our Little Sisters state power mapping program. So we work with groups on the ground that are taking on powerful people and corporations in states at the state level. Um, and one of the states we work really heavily in is, is Pennsylvania. I live in Pittsburgh. We have a lot of great partners and staff out in Philadelphia. Uh, and over the past several years, uh, one thing that has come up to kind of unite the movement across Pennsylvania is Jeffrey Yass because of his now like growing and outsized influence in, in state politics. Um, and I think it's important to, to talk about him because I didn't personally know who Jeffrey Yass was even a year ago. And I'm, you know, more involved in state politics than most. Um, so I think, you know, he is secretive and he likes to be that way, which makes it all the more important for us to, you know, keep talking about him and, and make sure everyone in Pennsylvania know, knows who he is um, and the influence that he has. So. For people that don't know, he is the founder of the private equity firm Susquehanna International Group, um, based right outside of Philadelphia. He was one of the early investors in TikTok, so has been pretty <laughs> successful, I would there say. Uh, made a made a boatload of money off of that, um, and he is now the richest man in the state, uh, worth about twelve billion dollars. He identifies as a libertarian, um, so he's on the board of the you know national libertarian think tank, the Cato Institute. Um, and he is very uh, insistent that his top issue is uh, school privatization or what he calls school choice, uh, supporting charter schools. He he funds the Susquehanna Foundation and um, gives, you know, millions of dollars to charter schools himself. But that's not enough for him. He wants to also change policy at the state and local levels to um, make sure that charter schools and private schools uh, eventually dismantle the public school system. Um, 
And like you mentioned, he he is following a similar path as the Koch brothers. He's not only, you know, giving millions of dollars to people running for office. He's actually creating and funding a network of right wing organizations that are doing this lobbying work and organizing work for him year round. So he might not win every election, but even if he doesn't, he's still going to be pressuring people and running ads and funding, you know, packs that run ads uh, and and spend tens of thousands of dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars on lobbying uh, on these issues year round. So when we've like allowed, I mean, this is a perfect example, right? We've allowed like people like Jeffrey Yass to kind of accumulate these massive sums of money, right? Germs are kind of a national policy, a tax policy, all this other kinds of stuff. And because of that, you know, you have this one person that at their whim basically can decide that, okay, I'm going to dump a whole boatload of money into these institutions, right? And then those, I mean, this is kind of like the layering effect. If I, if I, I mean, if I'm getting this right, right, dumps it into these institutions and then those institutions redistribute some of those funds to other institutions who then invest in particular policy fights, in particular lobbying, get behind particular candidates and so on. While Jeffrey Yass can kind of sit back and kind of pull particular strings and just let people know what this money is supposed to do without ever really kind of seeming that he's getting his hands dirty right and it it is very hard to track because he does use a very kind of dispersed network of packs with just very generic names there are like four different organizations that have the word commonwealth in it you know so it is kind of confusing and i think it's intentionally that way it's hard to actually follow where the money is going and there are several layers that he funnels it through so it is hard sometimes to track it directly back to him. But yes, he he has dumped over $40 million in the state elections in the past five years, which um, I know a lot of people are used to hearing, you know, large figures when it comes to the Koch brothers and stuff. Um, but he's he's doing he's the Koch brothers, but for Pennsylvania state politics. Um, and $40 million is an overwhelming amount of money, by far the most amount of money that any individual has spent in state politics. Um, so, you know, he's he's won seats like uh, uh, for justice, Kevin Brobson on the, on the Supreme Court, uh, who won his race last year, received about a half a million dollars from Jeffrey Yass, um, representative well, who will likely be the representative, Wendy Fink, um, defeated the incumbent Stanley Saylor, who was the chair of the Appropriations Committee in the House. I mean, this is like a Republican Republican in leadership in the state house who was defeated uh, by this challenger, right wing challenger who received uh, about a quarter of a million dollars from a PAC funded by Yass. Um, and he doesn't just give to Republicans, he gives the Democrats uh, not as much, definitely, but still significant amounts. Um, so he donated about uh, $200,000 to state senator, who's a Democrat, Anthony Williams. Mm -hmm. um, and then his, his protege, uh, Jordan Harris, who's also the a Democrat and the minority House whip has received almost nearly a million dollars at this point uh, over the past 10 years from yes funded PACs. Um, and he, he does this one because in Pennsylvania, because it's a swing state, you kind of do need to hedge your bets a little bit and donate to both parties or at least leadership in both parties. But I think he's also identified that a lot of Democrats are willing to play ball with him when it comes to school privatization. Um, they are not afraid to you know take a more right-wing position on that issue um so he's using his money to you know keep hammering that that home and then he gets 
you know, needed support in the state legislature and the governor's office when it comes to, you know, policies and legislation that they've been able to get passed on, on school choice. And right, especially when you're looking at a city like Philadelphia, which has been, you know, a kind of laboratory um, for a long period of time uh, when it comes to charter schools, when it comes to privatization, um, for really kind of disrupting public education um, with this private money. And to have someone like Jordan Harris, like down in Philadelphia um, on the charter bus, so to speak, right, um, with uh, funded by, you know, a kind of a seemingly um, endless supply of fuel for that bus uh, from someone like Jeffrey Yak. Um, that's a pretty powerful person to have um, within the, even those city politics. It makes sense. Um, and then obviously, and then, you know, the other, you know, you mentioned that what that means. And you know, we talked about this a little bit before the show, but um, you have up in the Lehigh Valley, for example, you had Pat Brown, right? Pat Brown, who was, you know, one of the most powerful Republicans in state in state leadership um, was uh, who actually had Coke money. Um, but instead, uh, you've got Jeffrey Yass come in and dump a ton of cash into um, uh, Jarrett Coleman's campaign, the right wing challenger of Pat Brown. And he won by like 24 votes or something like this. Um, but so, you know, and that literally I mean, I was looking at the expense reports. I was telling you before, uh, you know, before tonight's show is Coleman basically he had a handful of funders, right? Raised over like 400 and some odd million dollars, right? And 386 plus of the uh, thousand of that came from one person, Jeffrey Yass, right? So if you did not have that Yass money, this guy would have been, you know, the, you know, the, the, the crazy guy on the school board of Parkland School District kind of uh, yelling about CRT. Um, but instead, now he's actually was able to to beat one of the most uh, well-funded and powerful Republicans in the state, um, kind of in the state, Pat Brown, um, with this guy, uh, Jeffrey Yass's money. And that's kind of flowing into the district. I mean, that's just kind of one example for people to kind of wrap their heads around what goes on, dumping it into what's happened in Philadelphia, and then have impacting races like this up in the Lehigh Valley. And in my district, it's actually in my district now, after the redistricting, um, to see what's going on. So now he's running against Mark Pinsley. Um, and it's like Mark Pinsley versus Jeffrey Yass, really, um, with this kind of young buck with his, you know, uh, LL Bean vest on his campaign stuff, uh, just floating with it. So sorry, that's my little rant for the evening. But uh, <laughs> that's where we go. <laughs> no, the the vest did stand out to me in that picture, too. Um, but yeah, <laughs> uh, like you said, the state races really do not need a ton of money. I mean, you still need more money than I would ever expect to fundraise. But yeah, you're talking about some people do win by, you know, 12, 20 votes. Some people win by 100 votes, um, at most like a 1000 votes. So you're talking about, like, really game changing money when you're when you're saying over 200, 300, or even, you know, half a million dollars in, in one race. And that's just highlights the danger of someone like Jeffrey S. He's he's not elected. Most people don't even know who he is. And yet he is basically getting his pick of who he wants to, you know, serve in, in that house seat in the state. Um, and that's just, you know, obviously not fair and gives him completely outsized influence over over our state politics. One hundred percent. And just so just so I want to correct myself, I said uh, three hundred and uh, whatever, seventy three million. I meant three hundred and seventy five thousand. My bad. Um, if it was that kind of millions of dollars going to Lehigh Valley, then forget it. We just might as well call the game now. Um, um, but for sure. But so 
if that's a little bit about the what, right? Um, let's get a little bit to the how and some of these packs that he's funding. I mean, two ones that seem particularly significant, which you're kind of leading your piece, has to do with this cluster around the Commonwealth Foundation, right? Um, particular Matt Briette right, um, as a kind of point person and the students first pack. I mean, I don't know if I'm pick, if I'm right to pick those out as two places to um, kind of kind of delve into that or not, but those seem to be a couple standouts. Yeah, um, so I think you're right. Uh, the students first pack is sort of where it all starts. Um, so Jeffrey Yass uh, started this group called the students first pack. It's where he dumps all of his money in first uh, and then from there it gets distributed out. Um, and like you said, he, he is probably busy. He runs a private equity firm. He doesn't really have time to figure out where all this money should go. So he hires a guy, Matt Briette, um, who used to be the CEO of the Commonwealth Foundation, a far right-wing group that's part of the uh, Koch-backed state policy network. Um, he left that group in 2016 to go run it. Oh, I think we had a little glitch right there hold on a second everybody uh ali's video just froze um hopefully um it's gonna get right there we're gonna continue with the uh commonwealth uh commonwealth fund hold on i'm just gonna go to a quick break and i'll see if i can get her back hold on Fantastic. My apologies, everybody. That's the wonders of, uh, you know, uh, the Internet in our kind of post-COVID world. Uh, and post is in quotes, of course, within that. <laughs> but anyways, we were just talking about right when uh, right when uh, we got disrupted, um, talk about the Commonwealth Foundation and how uh, Matt Briette is kind of basically hired. He used to be a head of the Commonwealth Foundation. Um, and then the Commonwealth Foundation set up a series of these kind of Commonwealth organizations. And right about there is where we um, kind of left off. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, right. He hires this guy. Uh, he's a right wing power broker, Matt Bruyette. Um, very powerful, has all these relationships and connections to these right wing groups that I'll, I'll talk about in a second. Um, and then he, he leaves the Commonwealth Foundation to go run Commonwealth Partners and uh, just, I think, gets lucky that Yash chooses him to be his money manager to distribute his millions of dollars throughout the right wing network um, and give to different campaigns that he thinks he can win. Uh, so Bruyette really is the the key to Jeffrey Yass and his connections to the rest of the right wing movement um, because he's the one who's controlling uh, this this money. Um, and then so yeah so uh, Bruyette has connections to groups like uh, the Pennsylvania Manufacturers Association, which I talk about a little bit in the piece. Um, this yes. is a uh, heavily fossil fuel backed group. That's um, uh, an affiliate of the National Association of Manufacturers run by like Exxon, Chevron, all the big uh, fossil fuel companies, uh, the Coke industries as well. Um, so that that group, the Pennsylvania Manufacturers Association, and another PAC, uh, the Citizens Alliance of Pennsylvania, um, Yass is also the largest donor to that PAC, uh, giving them over about two million two million dollars. Um, Yass is the, the biggest donor to both of these PACs, and you know these groups, backed by fossil fuel companies and Yass money, are sort of the leaders in the effort to push back against uh, Governor Wolf's attempts to join the regional greenhouse gas gas initiative. Um, most states in the northeastern part of the country are already a part of it. Um, it seeks to cap uh, CO2 emissions in the state. It's still a modest 
uh, policy, but it would do something sure. to address the, the climate crisis. Um, Pennsylvania obviously produces lots of emissions. We're a very fossil fuel heavy state. Um, so Governor Wolf was under a lot of pressure to do this. And uh, basically, you know, these these PACs and these groups exerted their influence in lobbying and campaign spending to get that decision halted by the Commonwealth Court and then um, submitted amicus briefs in the effort to you know, prevent it from ever being allowed to happen in Pennsylvania. They're trying to say the governor can't decide this. Uh, they actually worked on legislation that was moving and did pass the legislature saying, you know, trying to ban Governor Wolf from, you know, limiting CO2 emissions at all. Uh, so these groups are, are leading that charge. And, you know, Jeffrey Yass has funded them to the tune of, you know, $2.2 million. So when he talks about just being about school choice. I don't know what he actually believes or, you know, how much he is a libertarian versus like a a hardcore conservative, but his money doesn't act that way. He affects all these other issues, um, not just school choice. And, uh, you know, this Bruyette right-wing network um, actually is pretty extreme right-wing. I can also, you know, give examples like uh, they have a deep ties to union-busting organizations, the Fairness Center, uh, Americans for Fair Treatment, PA Right to Work that was, you know, fighting to make Pennsylvania a right-to-work state. Um, these groups, a- as a former uh, labor rep uh, union organizer, I can tell you these groups do did make my life hell for a few years while I was there. Um Oh, for sure. I mean, I remember uh, there was a huge rally. Uh, I mean, this was around some of the budget cuts uh, by, during kind of Tom Corbett's time. Uh, huge rally. I remember uh, marching with SCIU up to the Manufacturers Association building because, I mean, it really is kind of like a nest of right-wing horrors um, over there. I mean, all of these, what's remarkable about it, and this is also very, I think, important for people to recognize, what you document in this report, is that you have this list, right, of people like, you know, the Pennsylvania Leadership Council, the National Federation of Independent Business, the PA, the Reach Alliance, which was a school privatization group, the Keystone Community Hope, another uh, former uh, privatiza- uh, school privatization group, Pennsylvania's for Right to Work, Americans for Fair Treatment, <laughs> and like this list after list of folks who are, they're all basically like working down the hall from each other, um, you know, in this kind of Pennsylvania Manufacturing Association building. And you're right. I mean, they make, especially working people's lives, make it absolute hell. Um, because they pull out all the stops and they come at you with all these different organizations and they say, well, who's this? Oh, look, there's this organization over here for people who like people. And it turns out that what they're trying to do is kind of, you know, basically level a neighborhood, right? And turn it into, (laughs) you know, like literally, it's like, we love cats. Turns out what they're trying to do is take your children and sell them to Russia or something. You know, it's like, this is what these people do. I mean, you know, I mean, asterisk everybody, this is sarcasm, um, just so I'm not getting freaking sued by these people. But come on, this is like the, you know, that place is the the den. And it's literally like right across the street from the Capitol. right? Right. Yeah. They have a view of the Capitol from their window. Yeah, beautiful. (laughs) And it it really goes to show, I mean, it it is such, it seems like a a lot of people and a lot of uh, like a huge base of people who would be part of all these organizations, right? Um, But like you said, it's just a long list of names, really. They don't have a big base of people. They get their power from billionaires who fund them, like like Jeffrey Yass and the corporations that are behind them. 
Uh, it's not like there's some, you know, huge mass of people uh, behind these groups. It's they all share, you know, one or two offices and uh, all all coordinate their efforts. It just makes it look like it's a, a big network of people behind them. Um, and they do have a, a real impact. I mean, these these union busting groups uh, spend all day. They when we uh, at UFCW, we represented the liquor store workers. People might know the liquor store workers in Pennsylvania are state employees. So they they can opt out of the union if they if they want to. So these groups spend so much time sending sending our members uh, letters, emails, phone calls, house calls. You know, they they really target public sector union members and try to get them to opt out of the union by dividing them. Uh, talking about how the union supports Black Lives Matter, talking about how the union supports Democrats and Joe Biden. Um, and for people who, you know, might need the extra couple of bucks in union dues, they, they need that excuse to, to opt out of their union, even if it's not in their interest. And it, it really does take a lot of, you know, capital and, and resources for unions to fight back against that. So, um, you know, YAS being connected to all these groups makes them a guy that I, I don't I just don't think Democrats should be taking money from. You know, that's 100%. that's one thing I think I wanted to get across in this piece is that, you know, Jeffrey Yass, I think, likes to be secretive and, and paint himself as someone who just cares about kids. He wants kids to have a, an opportunity at, at schools that he funds. Um, but he's he's causing a lot of destruction. And if Democrats really do care about this new labor movement, um, especially popping up in, in places like Amazon and Starbucks, Yas is, you know, 100% opposed to that and is funding groups that are uh, opposed to that or tied to groups that are opposed to that. And it, he's just not in alignment with, with the values that we should hold up for our party. For the Democrat. 100%. I mean, you know, you mentioned like if we're going to have any hope on kind of climate re- climate regulation to stave off the worst of our kind of potentially dystopian future, um, we've got to get on the stick pretty quickly uh, in terms of, you know, getting off fossil fuels like by tomorrow. Um, and with uh, the kind of money that you have someone like Jeffrey Yass piling into these organizations who are then, you know, buying off politicians, uh, you know, as you know, we know as March for Harrisburg has been kind of demonstrating over and over again that there is no, you know, politicians in this state can get gifts, right? They could take in all this other kind of money, right? You have an outsized influence on money and you have one person basically directing that. Um, and let's face it, you know, this is where, uh, you know, things like, you know, authoritarian structures are far more efficient when it comes to destruction because you have one person that can direct it through a series of networks. Um, and then you've got the rest of us that are trying to put together the puzzle pieces to figure out kind of where, you know, to stop off the, you know, basically the source of the spigot, you know, shut off the spigot um, so that we can stop these uh, organizations on the ground. I mean, you've already mentioned, you know, climate change. You've mentioned kind of union busting here. You mentioned his push, which is really so supposedly his main uh, his main uh, thrust, which is to kind of uh, privatize public schools. Um, you also mentioned about how his money found its way into these kind of crazy school board meetings around CRT um, and like all this other nonsense that exploded in a kind of a local school boards. Can you talk us about through that a little bit? Yeah. And I think, like you mentioned, he's been successful in pushing policies. You know, he's not just been successful in winning elections. He's been successful in in blocking climate solutions. And um, one of the things that uh, a group connected to him has been successful in is uh, blocking a bill 
called the Fairness Act in Pennsylvania that would protect LGBTQ people from discrimination in the state. Uh, he, Jeffrey S. and his PACs are the largest contributor to a group called the Pennsylvania Family Institute. Um, really, really right-wing group. Uh, I would call them a hate group. Uh, they spread lots of misinformation about LGBT people. Um, they've, like you mentioned, pushed this uh, CRT, critical race theory narrative. Um, it's, I think, as you pointed out, it's an attack, it's a racist attack on public schools, which is, I think, in line with uh, Yass's beliefs and helps his narrative. Um, I, I think one one thing that ties, you know, all of these things together is is his attack on public schools. He, he t- attacks public sector unions because the largest public sector unions are teachers unions, and he doesn't like that they have a lot of influence in the state legislature, too. But back to the, the Pennsylvania Family Institute, um, not only did they, they push this critical race theory narrative um, in Pennsylvania and they push their supporters or people that, you know, they find that are right wing um, who are angry about this issue to go contact their legislator and get, you know, try to get state policy passed that would ban um, things that they view as harmful. Uh, they also have started to, to undergo a campaign to try to get a ban on abortion passed through ballot measure. Um, I think a few years ago when, when the right wing saw that uh, Pennsylvania voters you know, voted to limit Governor Wolf's uh, powers in an emergency, the, the Republican Party and the right wing decided like, hey, maybe this is a path if we, if we never win the governor's seat again, we have this new path of ballot measure to go around that. Um, and I think it would still be really hard for them to, to pass a ban on abortion. But, you know, you never know with with groups like that, they could probably raise a lot of money, word the ballot measure question in a weird way. And you, you just never know. But, um, yeah, this is the, the kind of group that is getting, you know, tens of thousands of dollars of, of yes money to spend how they see fit. And they also spend, you know, tens of thousands of dollars on lobbying uh, every year. Yeah, and it looks like they're going. I mean, you look at this, uh, you know, the PA Family Institute, which again, you gotta, you gotta love the name, right? You know, like yeah. the PA Family Institute. We're institute, we're institute about PA families, right? I mean, anybody who doesn't pay attention to this stuff every single day of their lives will like just walk right past that, I'm like, oh, okay, you know, no big deal. But instead, as you said, and I want to read this part um, uh, for what you say here. So the PA Family Institute is currently trying to, as you mentioned, trying to tra- change the Pennsylvania Constitution via ballot measure to ban abortion. To build momentum for their efforts, the group hosted the March for Life in September of 2022, along with the Women's Choice Network. Again, got to love the names. Uh, a group that operates crisis pregnancy centers and the Pennsylvania Catholic Conference, uh, a Catholic group that spends millions of dollars on anti-choice lobbying in Harrisburg. The PA Family Institute also spreads hate and misinformation regarding critical race theory and transgender athletes in Pennsylvania. So again, we can see where is the discourse coming from? You know, because I can tell you right now, our local, like the Penridge area Republican club that's right up here, um, literally something like a missive comes from these folks that gets put out in a press release and it is literally in our school board that next meeting. I mean, that's how quickly and efficiently this network has been able to distribute it because, of course, they've got, you know, virtually unlimited funds um, coming from here. Um, yeah. So sorry. No, I was, I was just going to say they are very well coordinated. Um, I think we see this 
for the right wing federally, but also on a state level. Like you said, they, they have a narrative that they want to get out and they use groups like the Pennsylvania Family Institute to push out that narrative, excite their base, distract people from, you know, the, the pro-corporate policies that they're pushing in the legislature, focus on racist, racist attacks on public schools, on, on trans youth. Um, yeah, it's kind of the, the smokescreen element of, of the right-wing network that YAS is a part of, but it's a, still a really important part of it. 100%. So let's ask, I mean, this is where, where I we, we often end up on this show. Um, we end up kind of like on the brink of despair, right, staring off into the abyss um, at this. But um, as you mentioned at the top of the show, this is the kind of work that actually can be tools for organizers, right, um, for training. So one, if you had to kind of say, okay, take this, now you've got this kind of report that's out here. You look at the work that you're doing at Little Sis and other organizations are doing across the state. Um, one, um, if you have people that are looking for kind of additional tools or what the, uh, what they could do with this stuff, what kind of kind of suggestions you have for folks about ways to make use of this stuff? And secondly, um, are there other places that you'd want to point us to, right, um, for kind of additional kind of organizing efforts, additional kind of information where people are looking out, um, how do I get involved in here? How do I support the work that you're doing? Um, but also, how do we find the resources that are going to aid us at our own community? I mean, how would you kind of think about some of that stuff? Yeah, yeah, I, I got some of that, um, some of those responses to this piece of people just being like, well, I don't know what to do about this. Um, but I would say first is, you know, share it, tell people in your network who care about these issues about Jeffrey Yass, just so people in the state know who he is and he his name becomes uh, synonymous with the Koch brothers. Um, but I would also point you to a, a lot of groups that are working in this kind of corporate accountability coalition in Pennsylvania that Little Sis is a part of. Um, that might, you know, be based in your area. So there's groups like the Center for Coalfield Justice in uh, Washington and Greene County, One Hood Media in Pittsburgh, uh, Power Interfaith in Philadelphia, Philly Jobs with Justice, Free the Ballot, uh, Lancaster Stands Up, and the Action Center on Race and Economy are all groups that are working to hold people accountable, like Jeffrey Yass and other corporations, um, especially as the, the midterms approach. And they might have uh, actions coming up that you can that you can join. I'd also uh, say follow Spotlight PA's reporting on Jeffrey Yass. They do a lot of great um, reporting on his influence and, and campaign spending. It's where I got a uh, lot PA of PA Spotlight, PA, right? I mean, not the yeah. yeah, PA Spotlight. The, there, there's Spotlight. There's PA Spotlight. Is Spotlight PA, which is which is kind of thing. But PA Spotlight came first. I'll just I'll say, <laughs> but yeah. But PA, sorry, no, sorry, thank sorry, you sorry, for yeah. the correction. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you can, of course, follow uh, Little Sis on Twitter. It's Twiddle Sis, like you mentioned at the beginning. Mm -hmm. um, and keep up with our research. Uh, we'll be sharing information if there are, um, you know, protests or actions that you can take uh, to hold Jeffrey Ass accountable. And then if you're interested in learning more about power research and being able to use the tools at littlesis.org, uh, both to, you know, store research on the wealthy and corporations or use our power mapping tool, it's very easy to use. Anyone can use it. Uh, we have a training coming up on Thursday, October 20th at 4 p.m. Uh, if you're interested, you can go to littlesys.org and we have a link to, to register for that. And I would encourage anyone who has, you know, ever worked on a campaign or has any interest um, in doing this kind of work, you know, you don't have to be out there on the front lines all the time. If you're more of a the kind of person that wants to, you know, sit on your couch and do this kind of research, you can do that and, and use our Little Sys database to to help campaigns, um, you know, from your couch. So if you're interested in learning, 
more, go to littlesis.org and uh, you can attend one of our trainings. Awesome. I'll make sure to put a link to that in tonight's show notes too as well. I have to say, I wanted to make sure that I was going to give another plug to that power mapping tool. I was playing around with it a little bit on the site. It's fantastic. I mean, I could only imagine, I mean, if this had been there like 10 years ago, you know, so I was thinking like, oh my God, this is like clearly like filling a need while making it more accessible and kind of democratizing um, the ability to do this kind of work. And I would say is like by being able to store this and be able to use it um, in a kind of a, a central location where anybody can access access it, right? I mean, it's the kind of network that we're going to need in order to push back against these kind of, you know, this billionaire funding spigot that's coming from the people like Jeffrey Yas. So I'm so glad that the, you're doing the work that you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And I agree. It is easy to use. Yeah, it's it's and it's a lot of fun. I yeah. mean, because like you know, it's it's like you're drawing little stuff and connecting dots is really really cool. Um, yeah. Definitely really cool. And I know that a lot of people in our area, right down here in Bucks County, um, have been uh, trying to track these funds and stuff. And to know that there's already a tool that's out there that can help track the funds and then actually connect what's happening here locally to what's actually happening statewide and kind of beyond that is just absolutely fabulous. Well, um, Ali, I really appreciate you taking the time out tonight. Um, and again, the uh, the piece is called Jeffrey Yass, the billionaire behind Pennsylvania's right wing machine. Um, you can check that out on littlesis.org. Make sure that you uh, follow them on Twitter at at twiddlesis on Twitter. And you can follow Ali at at Ali, A-L-Y-M-S-77 on Twitter. Um, and head on over to littlesis.org and check out um, Ali's awesome reporting and all the amazing work that they're doing over there. Um, Ali, again, thank you for taking the time out tonight and thank you for the work that you're doing. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Oh, you bet, you bet. All right, everybody, this is Kevin Mahoney, creator and founder of Raging Chicken. Thank you all for tuning out tonight. Shout out to Allegheny Independent Media folks. Uh, yes, I missed you too uh, at uh, Networks Nation this year. Just couldn't do it. Hey, Chuck, how you doing? Um, we'll see. Hey, Emily and everyone else who joined us in tonight's chat. Um, if you're listening to our podcast as it comes out afterwards, uh, make sure that you kind of leave us that five-star review. It helps other people find this work and helps amplify the work that people like Ali are doing kind of every single day. Um, it helps build out our network too as well um, so thank you all for all the work that you are doing on the ground um, right here um, all across pennsylvania and kind of throughout the region um, oh we got one little alley saying billionaire jeffrey yass video part two pa parent calls out billionaire jeffrey yass his influence and his anti-vax and anti-choice public school agenda uh hey if you got a link for that um definitely throw it in to throw it in chat i would love to see um, the link to that video um, looks like it's trying to link, but it is. But that was on June 15th, 2022. Um, thank you, Ali, for posting that um, in tonight's um, chat. Ali, thank you so much. Uh, I wish all the best to you. Um, keep up the good work. And uh, thanks again for being on tonight's show. Yeah, anytime. All right, you got it. All right, everybody, this is Kevin Mahoney, uh, creator and founder of Raging Chicken. Uh, we'll be back on Friday for our Friday Politics Roundup, and uh, keep an eye on our socials for what's coming up um, in the coming weeks on Out to Coop Live. For now, see ya!